Okay, so a few noteworthy postscripts on the hat and yarmulke issue. Uh, if you recall last night, Ramesha came to the conclusion that it's still only a minig, it's a minig that everybody must keep, but one does not have to give up a job or lose their job over it. Somebody asked me after the shear, how about if they feel extremely uncomfortable? Again, my analogy, and this is where it's so difficult and really has to be possible on a case-by-case basis, and Ramesha was not just uh, trying to open a floodgate. He was giving a head to one particular person, and he always uh, emphasized on one particular tshuva. Never, ever, ever translate my tshuvas into English, because they're not for laymen. They're only for Peskim who want to see how I dealt with specific situations, and I don't want anybody who can't read the Hebrew or figure out the sugya running away with the heter because it was often circumstantial. That's important. So, of course, there are many people who have translated the chuvas, and I don't know what they got when they got to that chuva. I don't know how they translated it. Um, like the mobile translation, if they were reading what they were translating, a little strange. But it's a case in point. The Ramesh is not on the offensive, so to speak, to push an agenda that people should work out because of the office. That's ridiculous. He's saying it's choshev, and want you to try to keep it on. We're talking about, is there a heter? And the question which I tried to learn is, what do you mean you can't get a job? So you get a job doing something else. The answer is, if you can be miserable, or you're not going to make enough money, and you still have a chiv to do that. If you're so uncomfortable in the office, you got the job you wanted, but now all of a sudden there's a situation where, uh, for some reason, you can't wear it, transfer it to a different city, a different site. If you're so uncomfortable, I'm not saying you should be, but if you are, and it's functioning your... Uh, work, um, the quality of the work, or the consistency of the work, or just getting getting worn down. So then there would be what to discuss. New York, Baruch Hashem, it's not in Nagea. In other parts of America, it's not in Nagea. It has some, uh, I'm sure, here a few more. One of the Cheshavah uh, professionals listening to the Shir told me last week, and I won't go into the whole Misa now, because I'll probably give away the, uh, the, the person and his... Uh, Career, but he said he only got the position he has as a very harsh position because he was in Yamaka and he was told so by the not yet from Jew who gave him the slot. He said, I, I really was impressed. You're wearing Yamaka and I stand for tradition and I like you and my grandfather was from it. All the, felt very, very good and he got the job that way. He said, You never know uh, what the Cheshben is in Shemayim and if a person can be Mesonefesh, certainly would be all for that. He's not discussing that part, he's discussing what the Adin is. So, Ramesha predicated the Mitzias, good evening, on the fact that Americans took off their headgear out of convenience, and if it's very cold, they'll wear it, but then they get inside, they'll take it off, and it's not an Esau and even the Taz be made it to that in America. And I mentioned JFK, of course I knew I'd be on shaky grounds when I did that, and sure enough, uh, some of those Cheshwa people present here and some people across the ocean uh, emailed me today on the, the fact that it's heavily disputed. It wasn't my Chiddush. It's an old legend story, whatever, whether he did wear a hat. Well, you can't have my Chiddush where they wore a hat. They had photography then. And there are pictures. I got one here. He's wearing not only a hat, but a top hat. Amish Ayeka, not only... Uh, um, so <laughs> he's wearing a hat. There's no Shaila. The debate is, he wore the hat, but he wore it less, and he took it off when he spoke, and they say, but Eisenhower also took it off when he spoke, and then others wore it after him. Less Mondepulling, though, he didn't like wearing a hat as much, and he was certainly going. The question is, is the devil Kennedy, which Ulai Zekacha, 
Aval, that's not the. Uh, I switched, I'm going to start switching to Hebrew because this, this year is really getting the, the on the radio is really getting me nervous. So uh, maybe 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 it's true, maybe it's not true. But to blame the whole thing on him is certainly not the case, and I wasn't trying to insinuate that. There are those who claim that what he did in inauguration by not keeping it on all the time really messed things up, and I'll just point out that Eisenhower possibly did the same thing. So the jury's still out. He was certainly wearing it part of the time, and it was on his seat next to him part of the time. So the question is, uh, was that amazed? Yes, historians seem to agree he didn't like it. And he was certainly trying, and this is the point I was trying to make last night, I think it's an important point, which others contend is a crucial point with an Afghamina. Ramesha doesn't hold like this. Ramesha says it's convenient, it's not religious, it's not preachers, it's not chukasem. The other side of the story might be, if you want to argue, uh, I don't want to argue, so those who do argue would say that there was an overtone of preachers and Afghiris, and even if Kennedy was the culprit solely, he was going with the tide, and the flow was uh, idolizing the youth and the Hefkeris and breaking with tradition. And, and that's not a Vodazari, that's not religious in nature, but that could tie in with the Marik and the, and the Hefkeris. Remember, for, for Hefkeris and preachers, you don't need real preachers. Remember, we saw that. The Volagain said, even red shoelaces are not that preacher stick. You can be dressed very sneezy, you can be wearing red shoelaces, but it's a pizza, it's not what they did, it's loud. So that already could be a problem. Amosha wasn't reading the historical circumstances of why you changed like that. Uh, what's notable, I got a, quite a few emails on this. One fellow sent that this, I don't know who this guy is, sounds Jewish, this guy, Neil Steinberg. Now, have you ever heard of him? He wrote a book. This, this legend was so entrenched, or he held that, everybody saw the picture, I don't know how the legend started, but that or that he didn't wear it as much. He has a book, Hatless Jack. Jack is a nickname for John F. Kennedy. Hatless Jack, the president, the fedora, and the history of American style. Hats declined due to nonconformity. That's huge. That's what, that's what the time is. And he has a whole shtickle Torah in his book. Not Torah, but it fits in for our Torah. He said, during the 1960s, youth ruled and conformity was the enemy. So the natural progression of the decade, this is Lushen with Kennedy, simply one of the many refusing to give in to societal expectations. So Kennedy might, have been the only, might not have been the culprit, but he was certainly going with that and had huge popularity due to his youth, his good looks, and the fact that he was, was ushering in this new era. If he didn't usher it in, he was pushing it along very, very fast. And that's why the Hukosem aspect, if you want to argue, that's the point to possibly argue with. And, um, and uh, there are those who point out that he wore the hat and moved to the thing, and then he took it off as quickly as he could. Part two of this, which is also very important, which I didn't get to last night, is the fact that if you are taking off your hat, why are they so mockbid? Well, I should say, took a hat to get inside. It's inconvenient. I don't want to wear a hat. So let's say it's not preachistic, not because they find it constricting mitzad de hashkafa, just they don't like wearing a hat. There are all sorts of interesting. They claim have a lot of rate on this. They say the hats went out because in World War II the, fly, the pilots weren't wearing hats. A little hard to wear a hat. Did you ever fly one of those things in World War II? Like not, not a whole lot of room. Uh, my hat would get smashed. My hat got smashed yesterday on a plane much larger than the planes they're flying in World War II. So it was inconvenient. That's the reason they tied the sunglasses became installed as they're wearing it. The hats went out of style, or the cars got more compact. Whatever they have all interesting theories, but the Afghanis might be a lurking uh, issue. And what's even a bigger issue, if historically it's true, is the fact that they're still insisting out of Yamazet to take it off big peda when you go into the court and into the Senate and into these chashva places. They consider it insulting. Where did that mini come from? 
Why would wearing a hat be insulting? How can you imagine wearing a hat being insulting? I was once, I remember, eating by my uncle's house many years ago. Uh, I was a teenager, and I think after we made our night and the gefilte fish, I took off my hat. Nope, that's uh, pretty standard. He mentioned to me afterwards in a nice way, he lives out of town, I, don't, I didn't see him much. He mentioned to me, he says, you know, when I grew up, Yeshiva Bachrim never took off the hat. I said, never, like, till after the chomp? He said, no, till after benching. Your opinion. He said, I thought it interesting. He grew up and he said, bus, grew up in such a, he said, my father never took off it. it was, and here they're saying they're insulting you. Wearing your hat inside, what kind of insult is that? So where'd that come from? So again, a cursory reading of the sources, some claim it has religious underpinnings and the church they were mocked in. That's a problem. That's a problem. And Ramesha doesn't, in one line, he keeps, he's just saying, no, it's convenient. It's, it's very interesting. Ramesha doesn't mention that even as a possibility. Uh... I have a theory, again, my own theory, that if you take the religious part out of it, perhaps it's insulting because you just got here, it looks like you're like ready to go, like you're insulting the host. Like, why are you wearing a hat? Like, stay for tea. Like, why it wasn't you? just inside. When, when, when in, in Russia, when the Tsar would go, everybody would have to take off their hat. Right, so they do the same. Right, right. So, so taking the hat by the national anthem, we discussed this early on, it's the same issue. Does this all come from something in the church, which case is a problem? Or do we say, no, that's not why they're doing it. The problem is, if they don't know why they're doing it, then we have to be chayshish, but if then it was considered insulting, not because it was a religious reason, I can imagine it's insulting if you're here, sit down, you sit down by kvias, take off your hat. Like, it looks like you're the one foot out the door. That's pretty insulting for a service at a church, that's or if you're visiting somebody's house. If, if it's Hindu to take off the shoes before you go into a house, so now I can't take off my shoes? No, only if you don't have a good member. The rule of this sugi is if you have a good explanation, we know if to be cheshish, we know unless we know it is. That's what Misha says, but why would there be a kapeda? Why is it insulting? Why is, this, why is the sergeant in arms coming over to you, sir, take off your hat? But why do we care? In the end, I'm more comfortable taking off my hat. Good, that's fine. So why is he insulted? Why is this big guy coming over with the gun over here in the Senate telling you to take off your hat and barking at you? It does, if they're makban on it, that's already strange. Chuk same is a chayk. Chayk means something that's strange. I don't want to take it off because of comfort. I know no, that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. fine. But let's say, let's say the national anthem, if you don't take it off, everybody's going to stare you down. You go into the Senate, he's going to scream at you or, or remove you. So that's already a problem. What? That means they're makbid. So if they're makbid, so why are they makbid? You can't say, we don't know, that's a chayk. So you have to say, you have to say it's rude. So the question is, why is it rude? But that's the, if we're just more comfortable doing something, even if Yes. If we're more comfortable, we're more comfortable and we're doing it because... Off, you have to leave the shoes no, no. So if we take it off because it's more comfortable and they're taking it off because they're more comfortable, it's not cat dogs and apple pie. Right. We're eating it, tastes good, they're eating it, tastes good. That's what Moshe, that's what Moshe says in the Shuvah. That means taking it off, it's not chukaseim. I'm not worried about that. I'm worried, but the cash will take it off. I'm worried why, when you do it because they're makbit to do it, national anthem, the Senate, the court, then why, why are they makbit? That's what's strange. And if it's strange, you have to have your antenna for Sukhukh Hukh Sayyid Mullah Why can't it just be good manners? Question is why? So why, so why is it? That's the question. Why is it good manners? I'm giving you a far why. Why is that Oh, very good. Baosha Kivanti, wherever I was Machavan too. I think it's Mistaber. What? Uh, is he Jewish at least? Uh, I think it's Mistaber. Like, you just got here. Like, why is your hat on? You're about to leave. Like, stay for tea. I'm so, I'm so, I'm so unfriendly. You can't stay in my house for 10 minutes and relax. I can. Imagine that's rude. That would explain a courthouse in the Senate, by the way. You should be so relaxed in the Senate. 
Sounds more like an official it's place, like the church. It's a kulad issue. It wasn't... Yeah, Shai's why. Would you go into the Senate or in front of a judge wearing your, wearing your, your, your overcoat? <laughs> exactly, that's my svar. It's, 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 calm down, take it, you know, it's take like the coat off. Yeah, okay, I hear that. And if that's, if that's a good svar, and most of them ask them that, then we have no chuk and issue. Or Maisha, again, doesn't have this issue. I'm just trying to say the other side of the story was some people got nervous about the Shiloh. Well, Maisha, we assume they're playing the national anthem. I even forget a baseball game. You're at a, the army... Uh, Exercise, or whatever, and they're playing it, and they uh, the twenty-one gun salute. I don't know. They're having somebody. The, the flags at half mast, and they're all day. They have a, a service. Uh, many just take it off, and we assume it's mutter because it's considered rude, not rooted in the But that, again, the reason that's not that has to be vetted because if it's a strange custom, like where did it come from? If you can't figure out a good explanation, it's going to be also yeah. The you know with royalty, to you know, it, it's similar to bowing. The the, the king wears a crown. You are not supposed to have anything on your Okay, that's good for royalty. You're saying in front of a judge also? In front of the senators? Of, okay. It's a sign of bowing down to somebody and like showing... I'm, okay, I'm not, I'm so, so I think, here. by the way, if... Uh, I think this mentioned in Shuvahs as well. If you take off a yarmulke when you go into a shul, that would probably be in his derisa, besides the fact it would be terribly sacrilegious and a bizarre <coughs> rabba, because then you're doing something in the service, which they were doing in their service. That would be a, that would be a problem. I mean, his right mind is going to do that. Although I was told by one fellow, a not yet from year, is a good heart. He, he uh, goes every week religiously to a conservative synagogue. Uh, he's growing. He just doesn't know any better. And uh, he once asked me, he says, Rabbi, uh, how long is your shacharis uh, Shabbos morning? I understand why I was asking. I said, um... We have it down to a science. It's uh, about two and a quarter hours, two and 20 minutes, maybe a leeway of five, six, seven minutes. He said, that's amazing. He said, I don't understand. I said, what's bothering you? He says, it takes us three and a quarter hours. Why are the diamonds so slow? He's complaining of service. I said, Taka, what takes you three and a quarter hours? He says, well, the rabbi speaks for 45 minutes. I said, he does? I didn't realize that's the only time they're there. So he has to pack in all the politics in one drusher, whatever he's speaking about. Uh, so uh, anyway, he was complaining to me once. He was, and he was livid. He says, "I once went to a very famous temple in New York, the world famous, all of the famous Reformed temple. I went in for a bar mitzvah. I couldn't believe the story that he was. He was there. I went in. I sat down. An usher came, almost running over to me, and said, "Sir, please, can you take off your yarmulke? Could you not? Temple Bethel. What's the name of the place?" He was like, he was livid. Take off my yarmulke. This is a synagogue. He said, take off yarmulke. We don't want to offend anybody. You couldn't make this up if you tried. In New York. So that's hukas akam. You take off yarmulke. Where did they get that from? <laughs> Same place they got the organ and everything else? Probably straight from the church. That's a problem. So he didn't take off his yarmulke and there was a whole tumult. They wanted to throw him out of the temple. Because he was wearing the yarmulke. It's sad you don't want to laugh or cry when you hear a story like that. On that not such positive note, let's go back to. Yes? That's interesting. Yeah. By the way, just on that, on that note, uh, somebody, um, somebody has asked me, they, are they allowed to bow down to kings who they hold, they, they deify, like the emperor of Japan, throughout the war, this is all through modern history. They hold, he was, I don't know what the alumnus in the religion is, they hold, he's a lady to God, son of God, what? 
You send it to God, okay, whatever. There are many religions like that. So they would bow down, like, that's not bowing down to an emperor. That's, that's, uh, that could be an issue. Now, if, if in their religion is not a chesed shalva lazar, then it's mutter. But you have to know, like, I'm, I'm agreeing to it, you have to know where it's, where it's coming from. The minute is they did bow down. If anybody, if any Jew would see the czar and survive it, I don't know how often that happened. You know, personally, uh, they'd probably bow down. But they would have I wonder how right. I wonder how far back that goes because in Tanakh we have like Nehemiah worked for the emperor. About did they have that same theory? The emperors were from were, were connected to God yeah. way back. Or other, uh, Most of them made themselves power, do what Bodazar right? Power was, made right. Besides, did all of them do that? No, or? They, they have power from at, at the very least they have the power. We agree with that, by the way. Right. We so agree with that. The king is Hashem's representative, and all. Yeah, we, we have to. We, we, that's even true about a president to uh, right. to somewhat of a degree. Yeah. Yeah, you don't make a bracha. Somebody asked me recently, it's the season, you know, do we make a bracha on a president? It's clear in Allah, you only make a bracha on a leader that has the power of life and death. He only has the power of life, and even that's pretty limited. You can pardon online, but uh, that's not, so you don't, not Rashaim Malchus. You'd have to, I, I tell people the only way to make that bracha Rashaim Malchus is if you see a ruthless tyrant, and I wouldn't, uh, I don't think it's worth the Sakhans Nafashas to go that close to make the bracha. What country are you in that you're making that bracha? There aren't too many left. They don't make tyrants the way they used to. Right? Even Castro is not alive anymore. They don't, you know. So, um, so where are you that you're making that bracha? And if you are in that place, I would suggest forget the bracha and run for your life. So, you know, it doesn't really. It's not really Nogaya today uh, too much. Okay. Yeah. The hats. I don't know if you really understand it because prior to the 1960s, hats were in the 30s and 40s for sure. There was always associated hats with gangsters, Chicago gangs, like Al Capone. Why regular nice guys, good citizens, didn't wear hats? Only gangsters? Well, they all did, but the gangsters was like really a symbol. Of a, I think everybody was. But certainly, it had, wasn't any more symbol of of of. Um, of, of wasn't a symbol of piety, but I don't think it was. I don't look. I wasn't there. Everybody wore a hat. The, the, she, every policeman wore a hat. Every president wore a hat. Every guy. Everybody. You look at any picture. They're online in the Apple line in 1929. They're all wearing hats. You're asking how can it be preachers if you're not? But, but the Steinberg fellow, he's not the only source you have. He's wrong on that, because the truth is, is Kennedy was inaugurated in 61, and the real youth of the 60s movie they talked about, that he mentioned in that sense of... was he... Yes, but Shiloh's, was he pushing that along? He, he certainly was... Felt he, every president likes to feel the ushering in a new era. I don't... I didn't read the transcripts. You have to research. What did he say? What did he represent? That give historians... These are, these are from Gaisha historians. Give the idea that he was ushering a new era. You have to do research on that. It's been interesting. Yeah, uh, it was to me that that's, the 60s was, was, hat, was not hat. I don't know how that's criticized. I wonder, like, I wonder where it started. I have, uh, I have uh, somebody from um, upstate uh, New York who, yes. I, I think hats were always a sign of status, of really high standing, and gangsters used them as such a status. You mean gangsters had better hats? I don't know. You have to do. I think uh, all hats. I'm sure they're more expensive hats, but I think the average guy in the street wore a hat. Oh, you mean wore like peasant caps? Yes, absolutely. absolutely. Like the Chavetz Chaim, I think they got the hats from Bugsy Siegel. He was very yeshivish. Well, top hats and, were uh, a fancy thing. Top hats. Top hats was extra fancy, yeah. But but Jews wore them also. Now, when did that go out in Washington Heights? Before my time. It's still there. 
Before your time. Okay, but they had him. There was a the time when they had him, no? The Chazan wore a top hat? What? I heard the Chazan wore a top hat? Yeah, which is oh, somebody was wearing a top hat. Somebody told me that somebody was uh, before your time. Okay. I hear. I hear. It's still, still in Germany. Okay. Um, I'm sure we'll come back to this, but Yaakov, you can do some research. Let me know what the findings are. Let's go back to our red bendel. Uh, this is just as uh, controversial, but I, uh, it's good we got that because um, Yehuda told me he had PTA tonight. And his grandmother insisted he hears what we discussed in the shir about the red bendel. So he'll hear most of it tomorrow night. Uh, we already saw last night on page one in front of you. I have to change the title. Uh, so the, uh, Sefer Kalbah, we saw the Kalbah brings down the letter from the Yisamach Yisrael asking to be sent a bunch of, a pile of red strings measured by Kevarachal. It was a school to have a safe pregnancy. Paragraph number two. The earliest source is Kevarachal per se. It's pretty early. Doesn't say Kevarochel, general Kvarm. Yiddish Kvarm, obviously. Matsano in Yedze, Baguda, Mesachas Machas, Perigvov, Maisa, Bisha, Acha, Shacholsa, Bena. This is not a pregnancy, this is a regular Chayli. The Kifa, Sazara, Kanir, Shnegel, Agabes, Kvars. The Azara here doesn't mean the Azara, the base of Mikdash. It means she surrounded, she went around the shul, and I don't know how. From there, they jumped to surrounding and measuring the base Kvars. Again, these are all in Yan and Nister, but the Magad of Ram brings down from the Agudu, is even only a source. Again, this is on the daf. Magad of Ram, Behetev. That's the Beis Ailam. Uh, all sorts of nicknames for Beis Kvaris, but nobody calls it Beis Kvaris. Sviva, the Basilis, they took wicks. Achakach, similar to strings. Achakach, Eisen, Beham, Neiris, and they used to put wax around it, and they used to make Neiris, and Eisen, so the Beis Knesses, and they used to donate it to the Shul. And he doesn't say it's chukasem, doesn't say it's too spooky. He says it's a nice thing. Obviously, there's a lot of spooky things going on. He's a maid in space chaim, that basic first, then you make it a candle for a shul. But he says, I call minik toiv. He doesn't say it's chiv. Kakas of a sefer, mata, afraim. These are big names. Now, again, they're not beferish talking about wearing it around your wrist, but these are makaras that something to do with a wick or a string and maid it in something and put in a shul and he uses the word minik toiv. So, so we're already getting somewhere. Amnon. Yeshmakam la'ayim b'menigzeh shaharei matzinu b'tosefta. This is where the trouble begins. Tosefta shalat perigzan lach alaf akesha chut adom al yadoi. That's the red bundle. Harei zemi da'akir meri. That's beferish. Da'akir meri is arsogil chukosayim lezelechu. Da'akir meri is a little bit as a shaylam place can we never get into this. So some say it's... Uh, you notice I was using Lashonis, anything that might have a chashash that's rooted in a vodazot or kishuv. Some say it's only Magyat kishuv, some say it's a little different than the Chukasayim. For our purposes, just to streamline it, I went with the other shittas and wrapped them to one. But either way, it's a problem. Rabbi Gamil says, not a problem, meaning it has proper sources. Rabbi Elazar, Rabbi Tzadik, Amar, Hareza, Medarki, Amar. The good news is, you already see it's Machalik, Rabbi Gamil, Rabbi Elazar, Rabbi Tzadik. Tosefta has a long list of things that are a Dakiya Mary issue. And it's a problem because many Yidin are into these, what he would call superstition, and they're Nikshul, and people aren't paying enough attention. The meaning of the Beis Yasef says, Beis Yasef, Sephardi, 
just uh, that's not worthy, and it's the basis of the machaber. Shema mashma luhu. Perhaps the answer is the reason they hold is not usher. It's mashma shein lachosh mishum dak gemara ladvar mishuska begemara vad. The gemara Shaz Bavli quotes many of the things that the sefer doesn't quote all of them. So if it left these out, obviously the Bavli held that we don't paskin list like every we don't paskin like we don't paskin like this whole tosefta. Kol shad vram shnei tosefta, and many of the things are not listed. Havi de la kehuchasa im la kein la bishasik tamud minas. So once the Gemara listed are kehuchasa, and then many that weren't are not kehuchasa, which is why they say that people are doing some of these things. Page two. Rei gamla ben yishchai b'shut rav paolim. And Shai is also Sfardi Dodo, not that long ago. Shehevi Bishem, Kamagdeli Pesim, Kamagdeli Bishem, Shakasa, Dain Lachan, Shumdak, and Mary, Ella Dvaram, Shuskuba Gamar, not brought down above, leaving us at the Sefta, Voshai Dvaram, Shnita Sefta, now, Hendel Gilgasa. But Frat, Binyanenu, Shadas, Wabbing Amlil, Bita Sefta, even if you would say we should pass on like it, but it's Machalikas Tanaim, the Keshachot, Odom, Enum, Bidak, and Mary, Imkain Shopper, Minik, Avasenu, Vimasenu, notice how he puts in, our Minik of our. Grandmothers, mothers, fathers, grandparents. Bezet Tairihi. Ain Beshut Agan Chavaziar. Also, in Ali Sur Shakas, Lingan Allah Lamaisanir, the Cholmash Nespasha, Eitzelam Noshim, it's a famous Chavaziar. If you see your grandmother or mother doing something before you attack, some, there are things that Minhagan developed, and it was Amaratsis, and then and certain Gainim were Vatalit. But before you assume it's wrong, assume it's right, unless you have proof positive it's wrong. Hanachlam Yisrael, the two famous expressions, I'll get to that hook, we'll save that for tomorrow, let me finish the paragraph. Somebody has a fever, a child's a fever. They had another meaning, to take a ring off of a dead person, and they used to give it to the kid. So, the good news is, thus far, we have uh, Makaris 4. We have a Tosefta against. Shailiz, do we pass like Tosefta Bechlal? Even if we would bring it down, maybe pass like Alab And then the question is, is that this exact meaning it talks about a red bendel? Uh, I'll read this next line quickly because we're out of time. We'll go back to it tomorrow night just so you leave here with a half of Maskan. Ochein, Rabbeinu Hayabadeh, this is Rosh Lamazamim. Shishim Mubaraz, Loisech Ochel Yadachot Adam. He was against it. Shakifa Bog Tevarachu. Yishpekach Shash Ista Shalicha B'Dakar Meri. Rabbi Shalom was not convinced, and he said you should not do it. Despite all this, now as I alluded to at the beginning, this is a little bit divided. Not surprisingly, along Tzvaydishah Siddishah on the one hand, Tzvaydishah on the other hand, which is which is I'm okay with. Uh, but at least the Makaris in both directions. We'll go into that in Mr. Shem tomorrow.